From Venturex Studios, it's J.P., Kathy, and the crew. Man, happy Wednesday morning. Whoa, whoa. whoa. What is that? I don't know. It's like Wednesday. Wednesday. What is that? I'm still asleep. I feel like it's Friday. Still asleep. What are you doing? Wake up. Okay. Okay. Here's the problem. I what is I woo like who? it's Friday. I'm going to woo your who. Is that a thing? Oh, hell yeah, it's a thing. So you can woo a who? You can Google it. I don't know about that. I wouldn't Google it on a public uh, <laughs> network, but you can Google it. I'm yeah, just okay, saying. Okay, it's not even Friday, but we are kind of in a Friday kind of mood, so we apologize ahead of time to our guest. Why um, are you apologizing for me? Don't apologize for oh, me. Oh, and Dr. Good, yes. <laughs> Hop on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Was I apologizing to you? you know what? No, you apologized you. for me. I'm apologizing on behalf of myself. Okay, there you go. That if we're acting a little loopy, a little silly, for some reason it feels like Friday already. It's Friday, as you would say. Friday. Oh, that made you crazy. That was like nails on the Yeah, chalkboard. and it I think still the first is. time I said, happy Friday, JP. It still and he is, was by like, the way. What did you just say? And please don't say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you did over and uh, over. Yeah, well, because it's one of those things. I knew it bothered you. It did. So then I was like, "Oh, here's here's a trigger." I know. To send JP to a crime. I know, and we're and we're we're going to be pushing for time now. <laughs> so come on. All right, Doctor Rebecca Good of the Ask Doctor Be Good Show. Is she in a locker room? Man, yeah. Where, where are what? you? I was. I'm saying my last day of work, and my mind is not where it normally is on a Wednesday morning. I apologize. Well, that's okay. That's we were like, is it Dr. We, well, I kept we, asking, are you in the Zoom call yet? And he's like, no, she's not in the Zoom call yet. So, and we've got you know, a bit of a compressed schedule today. And so. happy, okay. happy retirement, even though you've already got 10 other jobs you're doing. Right. Like she's, I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's retirement? <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's what retirement looks like in today's world, I think. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be like the millennials that have 14 different income strands coming in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you have honey. You have honey to survive on for any, anything you need to sweeten with your bees. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I have honey and I'm growing vegetables. So, I love it. Uh, and if, but if I call you up and I ask to come over for dinner, will you let me come? I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Right. Yes. There you go. Well, and, and hey, actually, one day we do want to have you on not to talk Ask Dr. Be Good stuff. I want to hear more about the beekeeping because you're, you're one of my um, multiple re uh, retired friends who that's that's their gig. That's their jam, pun, in pun intended right now. And they they all love it. Well, okay, and I, if people think that seems to be a stretch, it's really not a stretch. Those of us who are into health and wellness understand that we need to take care of the environment, right? And right. one of the foundational parts is making sure that our bees stay pollinating flowers and vegetables. And that right now, they're struggling. The bee population all over the world is struggling. Right. So, you know, doing my part, um, you know, it, it's a win-win. I get honey, and they... You know, I get to help bees, you know, grow and, and accumulate in my part of town. So, anyway, I'm, I'm happy to talk love about it. it. We love Probably it. a little bit later when I've had more experience. Maybe next fall. Okay, perfect. Yeah. In the meantime, what can parents be looking for? I don't know if you saw the article that came out. Dallas ISD scores are much lower. Surprise, surprise. And what they had hoped. And coming with that is accelerated learning. The expectations around how kids will recover uh, by Texas Education Agency is getting pretty firm. So it used to be there's four levels of, of path of what you can do when you take the STAR test. Did not meet, approaches, meets, and masters. It used to be that did not meet was the only category that sort of said failed. Now they're saying approaches, which is approaching grade level, will also be considered for accelerated learning uh, a fail for the kid. So uh, the numbers are, are really statewide, very low. And surprisingly enough, this is the first time that math has taken a hit. Normally, math scores are higher than reading scores for whatever reason. Uh, but 
we now know that teaching math virtually is much harder than teaching reading. So there are free math programs that TEA has made available to districts, uh, free reading program software. And there is the expectation that any students who did not meet or who reach the approaches category on their STAR test will have to be in accelerated learning. It can start this summer or it can start in the fall, but it requires a student to be in a group of three to one. The only way that a student can be in a group larger than three to one is if the uh, parents of the whole group agree to a larger group. And um, so they must have 30 hours of this accelerated learning documented. So um, it's, it's a very structured uh, way of trying to get kids to accelerate their learning law, accelerate their learning due to the loss of COVID, due to COVID. Now, this can also start in the fall, but that's going to be most of our kids. And by the way, if you had a child that did not take STAR, they, that child, any child who does not have a STAR score, it must be in the accelerated learning um, pool. And they will get accelerated learning, even if the child is off the chart gifted. If, if the child did not take STAR because the parents don't believe in, in STAR, they will still be placed in the accelerated learning pool and must take the 30 hours of accelerated learning in a three to one environment. Okay. Well, I see it. I don't, I don't think all, I don't think all parents know that. I think there's so many people just kind of second guessing things because of the pandemic, because of how, you know, how everything's been a bit haphazard over this past year, um, year and a half. Um, there, there's a lot of confusion out there. Well, that's, that's why I'm here, right? And, and, so and hence the reason you exist and your show exists. <laughs> so um, if you have more questions about that, reach out to the Ask Dr. Be Good show on the Facebook page. Um, I'm happy to answer more questions about that. We have lots of Perfect. literature starting to come out. It's based on House Bill 4545. And I've, I've sent you all a, um, an FA, uh, I think I sent you the FAQ on it, but I'd be happy to uh, send it again so you can put it in the comments. If you would and, please uh, do that, we'll pop that into our remarks today. And, and definitely, I, you know, um, when you're discussing this on your show, we want to know. We want to know. Um, we want to know more about. Parents yeah. have got to know about this. This may yeah. be something that need, you need to do. You know, mention several times on your show. Yeah, because I don't. A lot of times, parents get surprised by things, even though the school communicated it. Um, so any, any way that we can over communicate the fact that, you know, if you did not let your child take star because you have a, a problem with star, that's okay. But there was the consequence is that your child will be put in the accelerated learning pool. Well, great information as always. Ask Dr. B. Good show. We'll see your beautiful smile and face on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Sounds like a plan. Thank you all. All right. Thanks, Dr. Good. good. Thank you, Dr. B. Good. All right. Well, we've All got right. we've got the very smiling, handsome face. I love very good. Oh, did I do that right? Hold on, hold on. Let me try again. You did the very handsome, smiling face. That, oh no, no, no! That, I didn't do it right. That yet. was good. Oh, no, hold on. I, I did. And I watched you again. The very handsome, smiling face. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. There that's we go. perfect. Lathan, there you go. Now you've Here's been. Now you've been. Uh, now you've been introduced, Kathy style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, works. it's oogly googly. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you. Well, hey, religious freedom. But it makes you feel good. What's wrong with making people feel good? Maybe he doesn't want a bearded man with a hat with a bad haircut <laughs> telling him he's a handsome man. Just saying. Um, no, religious freedom back under fire, man. Yep. What is going on? So we now, um, First Liberty Institute, uh, represent Christians Engaged, um, which is a, a Texas-based group that encourages uh, people of faith, Christians, to pray for their elected officials, to get involved in civic responsibility, teaches them how to apply their biblical worldview to policy issues. Um, they applied for nonprofit status from the IRS. Uh, the IRS sat on their application for months and then... 
uh, just recently denied their application for nonprofit status in, in a rejection letter that really must be you have to read it to believe it. Um, it you can go it, to our website, firstliberty.org, it's, it's find there. Christians Engaged. You'll find a link to the, to the and letter. And if I can real quick interrupt you before you get off of this wall, because I, we've got to give credit. He doesn't have a choice. I know. Well, you're, you yeah, don't. what am I going to say? Lathan, no. Lathan's known me I'm going to continue talking. Known me, and, and Lathan's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's Kathy's got to get. But no, I'm but, just saying, though, like, he I'm just saying, anyway. No. I love you, Lathan. You know that. <laughs> right. uh, but I've got to give shout out to Bunny Pounds, who founded. Christians Engaged, and actually, when we were um, with USA Radio Network in Dallas, um, she came out to our studio, and we were her first radio interview of the day. Yes, you know, she did a whole whole smattering of them, but she started and she premiered uh, um, on our radio show talking about Christians Engaged. We were super excited. A, mem- a number of members from the crew follow her, watch her her shows. Um, you know learn a lot about how to get Christians engaged. So big shout out to all the good work she's done. Um, Absolutely. um, Some of her prayer prayer get-togethers via Zoom or conference call, especially near the beginning of the pandemic, those were lifelines to me. And so um, God bless you, Bunny Pounds. We love you. And when I found out all this was going, I'm like, you're kidding me. Yeah, I was the same thing. Bunny came to uh, (laughs) meet with me about something completely different. Right. and, but she had just received this rejection letter and she's like, um, can I, can I show you this? And I read the letter and, and I finished reading the letter and I was like, you need to sign an engagement with letter, letter with first Just, liberty today yes. Yes. and let us handle this appeal. And that's what we're doing. We're appealing through the IRS, through their internal appeals process and give them the chance to get this right. Um, and then if, you know, if they, if they don't, then we'll pursue litigation. But right. this letter, the reason they gave for rejecting her nonprofit status is that according to the IRS, and they put it in writing in this letter, the Bible and biblical teachings are affiliated with the Republican Party and Republican candidates, <laughs> which somehow makes Christians engaged too partisan to be a nonprofit group, even though they never, ever tell anyone who to vote for. No. They never endorse a candidate or a party. They, te- they give people things to think about, teach them how to think about issues, yes. and then expect them to arrive at their own decisions. So I read this letter you know, uh, that... Uh, <laughs> that the Bible and biblical teachings are affiliated with the Republican party and Republican candidates. And my first reaction was, has anybody at the IRS told the president that? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, no. Uh, supposedly the buck stops there, right? I yeah, mean, this supposedly. is an executive level agency. Yeah. Right. It's probably news to your self-described devout Catholic president who says his <laughs> oh, religious beliefs inform his political water? decisions <laughs> that basically the IRS said God's a Republican. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, Jesus is a Republican. Was they say, were going door to door back in the day. We count votes for Jesus. Yeah. We count those. No. I mean, <laughs> that's why I say like this. This letter really has to be read to be believed. So go to FirstLiberty.org. You can find the the case there. Well, um, and also donate to FirstLiberty.org yes, to help yes, yes, continue yes. the fight so that God can remain a Republican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, do they, how do they donate later to First Liberty? This is a great announcement we're making today on the show. Right. Like yeah, this my goal, like, disclaimer. Yeah, exactly. My, my goal with this case is for, obviously, for us to win for Bunny yes. and then and Christians engaged, yes. and then, if at all possible, keep First Liberty's 501c3 status as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but if, if people are interested in, in supporting First Liberty, it's right at the top of, a, of the homepage of the website. There's a button that says donate. We appreciate the plug. Yeah. Um, because really the danger in this is that once the IRS decides that there's really only mm-hmm. one interpretation of Scripture and it's theirs, you know, their interpretation of it, um, then really any religious organization, a church, any faith-based nonprofit they all become that teaches anything to do with, uh, you know, a biblical worldview or, or, or even discusses public policy could then be in danger of losing their nonprofit status. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, the IRS violated their own internal regulations and at least three clauses of the First Amendment. Which is kind of impressive in a weird way. Very impressive. Uh, Yeah, in an ironic, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's doing something there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when you can do that in a letter. (laughs) It's not every day. simple letter. Not every day an agency finds a way to violate their own rules in three of the five clauses of the First Amendment. you you got to be trying for that. You know, was it somebody's first day on the job? And here's the thing, you know, because, again, because, you know, um, had spoken with Bunny when she was first forming this organization. Again, you know, JP and I just think the world of 
cover. We're really excited about being able to promote this organization. And it's one of those things I've been able to direct friends of mine who they know, you know, they're like, oh, Kathy, I'm just not into the political thing. I'll vote when, you know, it's time to vote for president, you know, in the general election. And, you know, they've, they're, and they're, you know, very devout in their Christian beliefs. So without telling them, I think you should vote for so-and-so, so-and-so, right. so-and-so, and I think you should vote every election, even though I do try to gently remind them yeah. and encourage them. They've been able to go and understand, you know what? I, I have a responsibility for this. Right. And, you know, and it's, and it, there's, but there's never been, and I've never even seen anybody, and now I haven't been on all of their Zoom, Zoom calls or all of their, you know, uh, social media feeds, but I don't even see the people who are watching, following, supporting Christians think I've never seen a candidate's name. No, because they don't endorse anywhere. candidates. They don't endorse a, a political party. I mean, it's, yeah. it's right there in the name. Christians, Christians engage. What they want to do is encourage yeah. Christians to engage yeah. in their civic responsibility and to do so from their Christian worldview. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's about getting more people registered to vote, participating in elections, yes. uh, educating themselves so there are educated voters. Um, it, there are probably dozens of other nonprofit groups with this identical mission yes. whose yes. nonprofit status has been right. approved by right. the IRS. Yep. Well, not after this letter. They're going to start sending more <laughs> oh, yeah. letters out. <laughs> exactly. That's You're the about danger. To become very yeah. busy. Well, very, yeah. very busy. well, and you know, and again, and th those who are new to the show, um, Lathan, um, Lathan's a regular on our show, and he'll fill in for JP sometimes when JP's on the road. So you know, Lathan's been around a long time, dear, dear, long time. You know, twenty five or so year friends. We met in first grade. Yeah, something <laughs> yeah, like that's that. It. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but again, First Liberty doesn't just represent Christian organizations. Y'all, y'all represent people of the Jewish faith of any, any yeah. faith. You know, again. And it's something, and I want you to say it, you say it best about how if, even if you're agnostic or an atheist, right. why it's so important to support y'all's efforts, which are not choosing one religion over another. Sure. Exa yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we represent people of all faiths anywhere in the country. So long as that client, whoever it is, you know, individual or an organization like this one, are si simply seeking to live according to what they believe in a way that's in keeping with the law and the Constitution, we will defend their right to do so. And we, and we do it, in the, and like you said, even people who aren't particularly religious, yep. what it boils down to is the right to, to live according to your own conscience. That's yes. what, I mean, jo Thomas Jefferson referred to religious liberty as the right of conscience. And even if you're not religious, you probably have some set of ideals that you want to live your life right. by, right. and that's what the First Amendment protects. And so, yeah, we, we have multiple Orthodox Jewish clients right now. We have represented Buddhists, Sikhs, Hindus, Muslims, yeah. um, Falun Gong, um, uh, Native American Sweat Lodge, yeah. which I honestly don't even know what you, you know call that, that religion, but they got a right okay. to practice it, so we defended it. So. We're going to bring in Congress. Yeah. And that's the, that's, the, that's the principle that, that we defend. Yeah. It's religious liberty. It's not any particular religion. Um, you know, in Bunny's case, it's Christianity. Right. In our Orthodox Jewish cases, it's Judaism. You know, right. But the principle applies to all of them. So if the IRS can get away with doing this to her, they can get away with doing we'll it do to it anyone. To you. Yep. He he was. I think he's coming on closer to eight thirty four. Well, I was just texting and said he was in the waiting room. Oh. And he may, he may, oh, he may come back. Um, so, again, this is one of those things that the way people can support y'all is by donating, um, by spreading the word. Just, you know, go on y'all's Facebook page, follow it, yep. like it. Um, lots of great articles there. Tons of ways to get, um, uh, to get educated um, as far as religious freedom and just how extremely important. I mean, heck, that's how, that's why we're, that's why America's here. Well, exactly. So Ann Guzman has posted a, a good quote here uh, from a passage of Governor, Governor Ronald Reagan's January 5th, 1967 inaugural speech. Perhaps you and I have lived too long with this miracle to properly be appreciative. Freedom is a fragile thing, and it's never more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by way of inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation, for it comes only once to a people. And those in world history who have known freedom and then lost it have never known it again. That's exactly right. I had a... Oh, um, thank you, Anne. Um, uh, published right. an op-ed on this case uh, to Inside Sources, and I quoted um, Ronald Reagan's second inaugural as president, where he said, 
um, I realize we must be cautious about assuming that God is on our side, but I think it's okay to always check and see if we're on his side. Oh, yes, and yes, yes. So, and I quoted FDR and I quoted Bill Clinton because, again, for the IRS to decide that, that uh, the Bible endorses one party over another um, is completely ludicrous. And so I used those quotes from FDR, from Clinton, and then from Reagan saying, I mean, even Reagan wouldn't, I mean, you can't find a more iconic figure of the Republican Party. And Reagan was cautious about saying, oh, yeah, it's on our side. He said, no, it's, a, it's up to us to check and make sure we're on his, his side. side. Right. And yeah. it always will be that so way. So true. Yeah. I mean, it'll always be that way. It was so funny. Kathy and I were talking. Um, oh, here comes Congressman Van Taylor. So we can, Kathy and I are always talking. <laughs> hey, good morning. Oh, there's oh, Anna. Anna. Hi, Anna. Oh, we'll take Anna. Anna's like, I got to go. I'm in the picture. <laughs> Anna's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, we want Anna. Oh, there's We love you, Van, but we want Anna. She's cute. Quick, quick. They can see me. We want Anna and we want Anna. We want her dog. Oh, there, there she is. She is. We want you and your dog, oh, yeah. Anna. <laughs> now, Van, Van Taylor's like, oh, wow, welcome back to the show, Van. Now, now Van, well, I'm going to tell well. you, that hurts when, when Anna <laughs> gets more you love. Good morning to you. <laughs> Good morning. So oh. how's it going, man? We haven't talked to you in so long. How are things? Been, been too long. Well, you know, in the trenches in Washington, D.C., can't wait to get home. I, 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 bet, I bet. Well, and I've given you three big talking points this morning that have got to be the Achilles heel for you and other Republicans in the House. I mean, oh, God pick bless one you. and just start off. I mean, it's craziness up there. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, you know, I will say something that just kind of blew all our minds. Uh, you know, last year, the Democrats came up with this idea of defund the police. And, uh, you know, they actually, and they didn't just talk about it, they did it. Right. Uh, in city after city after city, Democrat mayors, Democrat city councils, uh, with the support of Democrat members of Congress and legislatures and governors said, yeah, we need to defund the police. And uh, they've seen crime go up, and that's going so badly. Uh, across this country that you watch the, the president's uh, spokesperson uh, a few days ago say, well, that was a Republican idea. They're oh, the I, ones yeah, that I, want to be uh, And it's just like, wow, that must be polling really badly. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah, yeah, thank it really is. I'll tell you what else is polling badly is the border. You know, they're saying that uh, 80% of Americans believe that there is a crisis on our southern border. They believe 38% believe the president has handled it okay, and the rest of the country thinks that these two are buffoons, and I'm talking about our president and vice president and how they've handled the border crisis. I mean, what's what's the word in Congress? I mean, please tell me that we really don't believe El Paso is the Ellis Island uh, of of immigrants coming from Mexico to Texas. Well, uh, you know, we know what it takes to secure the border because the Biden administration stopped doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we were, we were, we, we had uh, the border, you know, one of the best places it had been in decades uh, last year under President Trump. Uh, he was building the wall. He had the Remain in Mexico policy. He was using Title 42. Uh, and those, those three things, uh, we were in control. We were, we were, we, we were, you know, we, it was manageable. Uh, and on day one, the first day that he was president, I said January 20th, I mean, just he was been president for a few hours. He got rid of Title 42. He stopped the building the border wall and he ended the Remain in Mexico policy. And those three changes uh, have created, have unleashed humani uh, humanitarian crisis on the U.S. Mexican border. This is the third third month in a row with over 170,000 uh, encounters on the border. Uh, we had a 21-year high uh, in May. Uh, we'll find out in a few weeks how bad it was in June. Uh, and and it's not just the humanitarian crisis and the number of, of people that are being exploited, that are being trafficked, that are being uh, extorted. Uh, violently, uh, sexual assaults on the border. It's also the criminals that are coming into our country that are committing crimes and the drugs. Uh, and the drugs is killing record numbers of Americans are drying, dying from drug overdoses. And it's a direct result of this administration's reckless disregard for border security. And it's creating, it's not just a border state problem. It's not just a problem in McAllen, Texas, or in Brownsville, Texas, 
or Houston or Dallas, Texas. It's a problem in every town in America because those drugs are killing Americans across this country. Those criminals are committing crimes across this country. So the president of the United States has created this problem, and he did it willfully, and he knows what he has to do to go back. All he has to do is start building the wall, reintroduce the Remain in Mexico policy, go back to Title 42. These are very simple things. He knows what he did to screw it up. And it's very simple what to do to fix it. So here's the question, Van. I can't speak for New Mexico. I can't speak for Arizona, right? Um, and we hear those other states coming on national news saying, we are in a humanitarian crisis. There's no doubt. So my question is, it, it seems as if Texas is taking a, we will take care of our own stance. Is our congressional delegation working with the state in what Governor Abbott and the state is saying that they're going to do along our border? Uh, well, the Republicans are. So the Republican uh, members of Congress from Texas, uh, led by Jody Arrington, uh, my colleague from Lubbock, Texas, uh, did a press conference last week uh, where we said and where I said, uh, Texas will do what Biden wants. Uh, and Texas is defending our border. Texas has a constitutional power. The, the Constitution of the United States allows the state of Texas to defend its borders. Uh, and we need to use that power because the federal government is clearly and intentionally, intentionally not doing the job. They have made a decision. The Biden administration decided we're not going to secure the border. We're not going to do remain in Mexico. We're not going to build the wall. And it is leading to and it's making our community less safe. Uh, we are there's a spike in crime across the country. Defund the police is part of it and unsecure border is part of it. Uh, but there's no question that the Biden administration and specifically and the Democrats generally have really failed the American people on this. And, and it's, it's very upsetting. We have a real crisis on the U.S.-Mexican border. It is, it is unfortunately because of bad policy, not south of the border, but at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, Van, just some, uh, let's go to the crew's comments. First of all, Carla McCrone says, hi, Congressman Van Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carla. <laughs> um, Hello, Carla. <laughs> Gail Meeks uh, is in a unique position. Her in-laws <clears throat> live in Eagle Pass, and they live wow. um, in Del Rio. And she says that her in-laws report back to her that there are high-speed chases there um, multiple times a day. <clears throat> she says when you go into the public to go to the grocery store, go to the gas station, there are at least 20 different types of people. What do I mean by that? Children, adults. Uh, female, male, that are not here legally, just hanging out outside of these different public places that you go to to try to take care of your family. Again, you know, grocery stores, gas stations, that kind of thing. Um, drugs flowing over the border mm. ridiculously, almost unchecked. What are some of the things, do you know, are you aware of, what are some of the things that Governor Abbott and the state of Texas are going to do to defend the border? Are we going back to building a wall for Texas? Are we going to put state troopers out there? I know we had done that for a while, sending state troopers and game wardens down to the border. What are the so, things that we're going to do as a state? Uh, well, look, and, and, and you know, the Republican members of Congress from Texas support Governor Abbott and what he's doing. Uh, he needs to step up and defend the border, and it's only because the federal government is failing to do that. Um, but he, he is, the Governor Abbott is working on building a wall He's working on sending more law enforcement on the border, and we're—I I think we're going to have to be—we're be forced to start apprehending people who are breaking the law. Uh, and this is unfortunate, and it doesn't need to be this way. I think that the key concept here is that the administration, President Biden, in within one hour can fix the border. All he's got to do is start building the wall. Restore the Remain in Mexico policy. Restore Title 42. He's got in this catch and release system. I mean, he he is literally working with the cartels, wittingly or unwittingly. Mm. He's helping them because when the cart the cartels are are at, just just to kind of take it back to the beginning, cartels in Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, they're actually advertising on television on television that they can get you or your children to the United States. And they are they are trafficking human beings through those triangle countries up through Mexico, and they are they are 
money is owed to the cartels for live delivery to the border patrol. So literally handing the human being or the child to border patrol is when is when the cartels turn around and say, hey, you owe me my money, you need to pay me. I've successfully delivered your your child, your cousin, your friend, your relative to border patrol. Because what Biden is doing is border patrol is taking the person, they're giving them three hots and a cot, a shower, they're giving them medical, they're giving them, they're actually giving them, they're giving them shots, right? They're giving mm. them immunization. And then they're giving them a bus ticket or, or a plane ticket anywhere in America they want to go. So they're actually finishing the cartel's job, right? The cartel right. is recruiting them. They're, they're bringing them up, uh, up to the border. They're handing them the Border Patrol. And Border Patrol is doing the last part of the job for the cartels. So Biden is helping the cartels make tens of millions of dollars um, to, to, to traffic human beings into our country. And I think that that is morally wrong. I think it is we're creating a humanitarian crisis. We're also creating crime and we're creating a drug problem in our in our in our cities. I mean, it, it's coming to us. Well, no matter where you live in this country, the drugs are coming to you. The crime is coming to you. And, and this scourge is coming to our to our country. We should be here. doing this for ourselves. It's here. We've got we've got kids in Collin County who are dying of fentanyl overdoses. I mean, it's it's in our backyard. It's here. If you don't think it's creeping into the other states, you're crazy. I mean, this is one of those like, God, that, and I don't want to make light of this, but I'm thinking of the episode of um, of Seinfeld. What was it, Bizarro World, where they had like you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, their doppelgangers and this whole thing. And I'm like, it seems like we've got some kind of crazy alternate universe when you have another country with malicious intent advertising, go on over to America, we'll get you hooked up. And then we've got our people committing suicide, dying on the streets, um, you know, having horrific, you know, outcomes from the pandemic. My goodness, why can't we take care of the people who are standing on the street corner right now? Uh, and, and so by allowing all this human trafficking to come through, you're also allowing the criminals and the drugs to come yes. through. Yes. So we have actually captured, the Border Patrol has actually captured more fentanyl so far this year than they did in all of last year combined. Uh, and so that level, the drug trafficking has reached, you know, all-time highs, super serious, and the number of Americans that are dying from drug overdoses is at a war at just a, a dizzying number we're losing more americans to drug overdoses every year in this country for the last five years than we lost in 12 years of combat in vietnam Jeez. so yeah. this is these are real numbers i mean under, understand we're, we're losing approximately <clears throat> twice as many americans to drug overdoses as we're losing to you know to vietnam plus car deaths uh in this country or, you know, so we're losing something like 72,000 a year, right? Whereas we lost 56,000 in Vietnam or 45,000 to auto accidents or 20,000 to gun violence. So this is this is by far the, the most serious health crisis we have in our country is drug overdoses. And it's coming to the southern border and it's killing our it's killing our youth. So, Van, I've got a I've got a question. How do we. So, and let's continue going a little deeper, peel the onion back on how we're dispersing. We're also putting these people up in hotels throughout the country. Um, mm -hmm. We've got, I've got friends that own a hotel in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, Scottsdale, right? Which is kind of like Highland Park in Dallas, right? That are, yeah. have, their, their hotel is now completely capacitated and paid for by the federal government to house illegal immigrants that have come over that are being flown throughout the country and bust. We've got hotels in Odessa where I have a, a guy who owns an oil company out there. He went in to go get his normal hotel package, which he pays $80,000 a month for. And the hotel owner said, I don't have any room. He goes, I'll pay twice that. I'll give you 160,000. He said, you can't make the number. He said, it's the federal government. He said, I'm housing illegal immigrants in my hotel. I'm fully capacitated. I'm being paid $800,000 a month to house wow. these people. How do, yeah, how do we get this out? Dollars, and they're actually going to, to help bolster the profits of the cartels. I mean, I mean, this is th this kind of, I mean, you would almost think that, you know, the, the, the president is, 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 is in cahoots with the cartels. I mean, I'm not saying that he is, 
But, you know, when you look at it, it almost seems like, well, whose side are you on? Are you on the taxpayer side? Are you on the side of security for the American people? Are you trying to help the cartels make a buck? Uh, I mean, it's almost like the cartel sent him a letter and said, hey, do the following to help us out. Uh, and he's and he's doing it. I know he's not doing that. But it's just it, it, this is an unacceptable level of lack of security, lack of stopping drugs, lack of lack of securing our border. Uh, and, 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 and the, the, the administration's lack of understanding of how bad it really is. I mean, you have Kamala Harris this week said, quote unquote, we're making progress. Uh, well, if you look at, if you look at the numbers, we're actually, it's, it goes up every single month, month after month of increases. If that's making progress, I'd hate to see what going backwards looks like. Because to me, it looks like we're going backwards where I don't see any progress being made at all. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing that's going on more is you're seeing you're seeing immigrations come from other countries. So the word is out, not just in the Northern Triangle, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras. It's actually going out into Africa, into Asia, into South America, into, into Eastern Europe. If you want to come into the United States, come through the southern border. Come to the southern border, ask for asylum. You can stay. And so people are coming from literally around the world to come into the United States through the southern border. And that is why your numbers keep going up when you when logic says they should be going down. Well, I think I want to go to Mexico and walk across, and I want to get a free airline ticket. I want to go to, like, New York or Florida or something. I want asylum. Say habla espanol, por favor. I mean, this is ridiculous. And, again, how, how do we get the numbers on how much we're spending on putting people up in hotels. Because well, I, I want to know how do we get that. Is having to, they're, at, they're repurposing billions of dollars that was supposed to go for COVID to pay for this. And I'll give you, I'll give you one, other, one other wrinkle that kind of takes a different way. I was talking to a constituent yesterday who said, look, I'm trying to get a passport so I can leave the country, but I can't get a passport. But they're letting people who are coming in the country <laughs> illegally. So foreigners can get in, but I yeah. can't get out. Uh, and so, you know, and it just goes to, you know, how screwed up this policy is or yes. lack of policy. Because, again, the policies were in place that secured the border. Yeah. The policies were there. They got disassembled. And so the president has done this. It, it, it seems to be – and at some point you have to wonder, is this intentional or are they really this incompetent? Either way, the answer is unacceptable, and the president yes. needs to change. He needs to secure the border. And it's, it's very simple. We know what to do because President Trump did it. Now, I've got to yeah. secure your exit from this meeting oh. <laughs> in six minutes. And so yeah, we don't want to get in I trouble do, with Anna. <laughs> so I do want to jump out for just a few minutes, and I want to talk about sure. this ridiculous infrastructure bill. Uh, now, help, me out. help me out. Yeah, here. help us out with this one. You know, is it kind of like the COVID bill where COVID really sure. only got like a third or an eighth of the money? I mean, what is this infrastructure bill? What's, what's the goal here? Well, I mean, look, it's it's to implement the Green New Deal. It's to make government bigger. It's to put our country further in debt. It's to raise taxes. Uh, you know, the original package that came out of the White House, uh, you know, was the largest tax increase in the history of our country. Uh, you know, and and you know, look, let me let me back up with this premise. Uh, you know, in the Wealth of Nations, uh, Adam Smith in 1776 wrote, "The government should do four things: education, justice." Security and infrastructure. So it is a core, a core function of government is building roads, building ports, building airports. Uh, you know, it is an important thing for the future of our country to have good infrastructure. Certainly in Collin County, we are blessed to have great infrastructure built on the backs of hardworking Texans who pay tolls to drive on those roads and pay gas taxes to drive on those roads. Texas, I believe, has done it right. We build roads. Uh, we um, and we use our gas tax money, but we've also taken other pieces of revenue that were going into the state government, specifically new vehicle sales tax and part of our severance tax revenue stream. And we've also placed those towards roads. And by doing that, we're building roads. And one of the reasons people come to Texas in general and Collin County in specific is they say, hey, the traffic was really bad where we were when we were in L.A., or when we were in outside New York City or when we were in Chicago, the traffic was terrible. They don't build roads there. But here in Collin County, they're building roads. In Texas, we're building roads. And so part of it is a commitment to build roads. And what's sad about the infrastructure plan, plan by the White House is less than 10% of the money was actually going to build roads. 
Um, and so you think, wow, for trillions of dollars in new taxes, I'm going to get literally, you know, a single digit percentages is going to be actually for roads. And so you know, to me, the federal government needs to get it back together. It needs to say roads are important. It's a core fundamental principle of government. And we're going to take specific dedicated pieces of revenue and say that is going to be extra for roads. Uh, because the gas tax money, in my mind, is not enough. And Texas answered the mail on that. We say, you know what, gas tax money isn't enough. We'll take other revenue streams, dedicate those to transportation, and continue to build the roads and the infrastructure to make sure that we have the opportunities to grow our community. Yeah, and we just don't need a $2.2 trillion, $4.9 trillion dollar infrastructure bill. We don't need it. Let the states do their job, and I mean, unbelievable. Well, yeah, let the states do their job. And again, don't call something an infrastructure bill if at the end of the day, it's just something that you're doing to placate AOC and her crew. And 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 then I go back to something you said, and then and I'd like to put a bug in your ear um, next week if we can discuss inflation. Not, not literally. Not literally. If, no, yeah, if we can discuss inflation, uh, and that is if we're sure. able to afford getting to the studio next week. I mean, it literally, it's going up that quickly, but you're right. You know, it's either, either they're, the current administration is incompetent or they literally hate America and everything it stands for. And either one, I'm like, all right, people, how do you like your vote now? Yeah. 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 Check check A, B or both all of the above. That's sad. Van, you have two minutes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, uh, I definitely appreciate where you're coming from on that. I'll just say that you know, the, um, you're seeing lots of fits and starts of restarting the economy uh, and prices going up and down. Uh, you know, so lumber prices were super high. I was, you know, heard this morning they've actually come down substantially. Uh, but you're seeing, you know, and the economy is not fully reopened. I think that's something that's important to remember. Uh, you know, most, you know, 70, you know, most kids haven't gone back to school full time yet. That's not going to happen until the fall. Right. Uh, most of the major employers in Collin County that I've talked to, they're, they're between zero and 30% in the office today. Uh, they're not talking about being a hundred percent in the office, uh, until, and again, until the fall, September 1st. And so there are all these different actions, whether it's going to the dry cleaners, whether it's filling up a tank of gas, whether it's eating in the restaurant next to the office where your office is. Uh, those things aren't happening because no. people are staying at home. So, so you're what there's still a lot the, the reopening of the American economy has not fully taken place yet. That is a phased operation. Uh, business travel has not ta- has not really ramped back up. And actually, when I talk to my doctors uh, here in Collin County, they tell me, hey, we're still at 80, 90 percent of pre-COVID. And there's a lot of pent up demand. Uh, that's going to, at some point, people are going to start saying, hey, I need to make that doctor's appointment. Right. Uh, and it's the same reason that getting a passport takes forever right now is that there, nobody, nobody got a passport renewed in 2020, and they've only, uh, people have only decided the last three months to renew their passport. Now there's a huge backlog. So, and it's going to take a while to work that out. But another example, auto dealers, uh, you know, they're telling me, hey, in, in the summer, 18 months from right now, Okay, so that is in December of 22. They're expecting to, quote, get back to normal by having the same number of supply of new vehicles on the lot that they normally have. Uh, and so it, it, is, it is a long time. I mean, we're, we're 18 to 24 months for kind of getting back to restabilizing because different pieces of the economy, we haven't even really tried to fully reopen yet. That, that we're still phasing that's still happening and there's a lot of backlogs that have been created and some have been broken through and some some have yet to be created yet well van thank you so much for joining us god bless you Keep i know up it the sounds like fight. i'm abruptly kicking you off but if i don't anna won't send you back yeah up. we want anna to let you come back <laughs> on next guys. wednesday hey, have a great day we good to you, see man. you again right. we'll see you back <laughs> Thank you. All right, Congressman All Van right, Taylor good, joining good us, giving stuff. us his time Yeah, and then that'll be weekly from now on, uh, you know, You know, we forward. should have asked him about Dill versus Swift. Yes, and that's why we're glad we still have Lathan here. So Lathan gets yeah. to take off his First Liberty hat. We've got their website and how to get in touch with um, Lathan on our social media right now. So now he gets to be the snarky parenthetical, which you can he catch does. on our um, a podcast our network. Our flagship network. Oh, the flagship broadcast. Well, do Bam. this. Do no, this. Do the, no, no, you got to do, do this. Pres- Bam. Oh, is that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, thing. a new thing. That, yeah, that's dotting, right? No, not dotting. What do they call that? Dabbing. Dabbing. Bam. Something I like that. I don't think no, dabbing's bam. quite like that. Plus, you're doing it with like who's the who's the um, no, no, New Orleans guy? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Who did bam like when he was cooking? 
Yeah, yeah. that's good too. So you're doing so- yeah, bam. I think you just that's a new move. That's my dad. Bam. <laughs> it's better than well, jazz. Well, okay. Hands. So now I mean, the snarky parenthetical. I mean, no you can see um, every this? Friday. Like going no, on here. that well, that's just my hands too are much twisting. Sugar. I had a Joel yeah. Cola or something. I mean, come on, help me out here. I mean, Jesus. Okay, what time can people see you on our network? Um, comes out on Friday <laughs> evenings um, between five and six. We shoot for five thirty. It just kind of depends on how long it takes us to get to everything recorded and gotcha. And all that. <laughs> we well, do it is a fun for show. The audio not coming uh, over this last. Time. Oh yeah, it was kind of fun just to watch him do this. Yeah, yeah. Right. sorry about that. So there you go. Okay, so yeah, I, 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 everybody's like, "Oh, Kathy was running the board, wasn't she?" <laughs> now that'll go just be—that'll just be the lost episode of the Snarky Parent. Right. You know, yeah, Kara says Emerald Lagasse. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so so Dill versus yeah. Sweet. You know, the summer is upon us, right? We're starting to hear about people going out to barbecue because President Biden said we can now form in small groups, oh, right? God. Blah, okay. blah, blah. Okay. So, yeah, question, nothing like celebrating Independence Day by being told by your president what you can do <laughs> in small groups. Oh, yeah. the irony. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, yes, it's Happy Independence Day. You can do A, B, and C. We have detained your freedom. <laughs> yeah. Small groups. Well, celebrate freedom. Okay, there you go. Sure, but you go. just like this. Yeah. Um, so, but we're, here we are. We're embarking upon the hot dog and the hamburger and the outside the grill. And so, whatnot. here's the big question Do you use dill relish? Or sweet relish. It depends. It depends with me. I'm a big dill. I'm I'm dill over sweet the majority of the time, nine times were. out of ten, because I'm sour. <laughs> okay. Well, the, you you heard it. You just like a big dill. I don't know what to do. Oh, oh, and there it is, and it's not even a Friday show. Get it all out of your system before the new Miss Texas comes in studio oh, no, on Mallory, Friday. Oh no, I got big kisses from Mallory. Oh. Oh, so, Mallory, I apologize. Miss Texas, we apologize like ahead of time. Dill <laughs> or sweet? Um, if we're talking like the pickle itself, I probably prefer like a dill pickle. It kind of depends on what you're using it for. Like yeah. I'm not a relish guy on hot dogs. I'm pretty right. pretty basic. Like uh, if it's a brat, just put some spice and mustard on it and I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Right? So it kind of depends on what the what you're using the pickle for. Like if it's going on a burger, I you know, dill. Okay. Dill, yeah. dill so slice, when not do you relish. Use sweet. Um, I like, I really like sweet pickles and, and I would just eat them as a, as a side just by as a themselves. Snack or like, or like okay. sweet hot pickles, okay. yeah. you know, if you, yeah, yeah. the sweet hot pickles, that's good stuff. Oh, right? those yeah. are, those are good. The little sweet Gershwin's or and Gershwin's. Like yeah. sweet and you yeah. bite into the sweet and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, okay. Yeah, and you have exactly. to keep eating them or else you realize how spicy the spicy yeah, part is. Yeah, it kind of bites you back. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing though. Does it really indicate what kind of man you are when you buy them or what kind of man you want if you're a woman, right? Because if you buy a sweet pickle, it's only that big. But if you buy a dill oh. pickle, it's that big. So what are we really talking about here? Is it like buying the car? When what you're are you 50? getting at? What? JP, what do you prefer? I'm asking really straight questions here. What do you prefer? Does the dill pickle really represent more than just the pickle? I don't know. I, I think this is a Freudian slip on JP's part. <laughs> I, I think JP is is auditioning for a spot on your show. Well, see, and, and Gail, Gail's with me. Gail says, "What are you using the pickle for?" I digress. As a snack. Wow, that's what they used. That's what they call boys now and girls that they like. They call them snacks. No, they don't. Yes, Who they do. That? Look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Yes, they, am I you Nathan Nathaniel? Thank you. See, his age, See, they, they the call Urban him snacks. Oh, she's a snack. Or, it, he's a snack. Okay, wow. so young people nowadays must think I'm some big kind of pervert because <laughs> I do not I do not know anything about the Urban Dictionary. And I guess over the last few years, like a couple of years ago on radio, I, I had a saying, and I will not say it, <laughs> yeah. that I was I would say all the time. And it was kind of an old-fashioned, like I thought it was like a 60s or 70s kind of term. And then finally one day our producer said, Kathy, please look that up in the Urban Dictionary. And she like came over from Voice from Above, and I'm like, "What?" And I, I am the Urban Dictionary so kills the, me. The young people think you're a pervert, as opposed to us old people who just know you're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oh, so, good one. So okay. here we go. Right? So so do Carla, said, Carla said sweet and tuna. And Carla, I agree with you. Uh, it depends on my mood. I'm, if I'm in the mood for sweet pickle yeah. relish, I put it in tuna fish. If not, or I, I put dill. Sometimes I put a little bit of both. Just like in my tuna, I know yeah, my so tuna is jacked you're confusing. up. My tuna, I have um, salt-free lemon pepper. If I'm making it just for me, oh, this is fun. Little bit, yeah, of, little this. bit of sweet relish, little bit of dill, 
little bit of Miracle Whip, little bit of olive oil mayonnaise. Whip that up. And on toasted bread, See, wheat bread. That explains a lot of who you are. Oh, I, I, condiments, I could go on. I could do my a show 365 days a year just on condiments and what you dip things in. And then there's also, yeah. do you dip it or do you put it on top? Yeah, I, you know. Like ketchup on French fries. Does anybody put it on top of their French fries? No, you, you're supposed to dip it. Now, see, Coach says he likes the bread and butter pickles. He's a bread and butter pickle guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those yeah. are good. I yeah. like those. Chad says, how about sweet and hot? Yeah. Little that's pickled what, yeah. deer pickles with habanero. Yep. Yes. That's sweet what Leslie was yeah, talking sweet about. Hot. Yeah. I like that as well. So but so here's the here's the question. And when you go to the grocery store. So if we're going on the on the on the Freudian slip. Yeah. Yeah. So back to so, back to the jacket. Sweet and hot, kinda like I like my women. Kind of right. like I like uh, my women. Yeah. Sweet and hot. Yeah. And I bring the big deal. Okay. Right. We, yeah. we, we, oh, we love you, Kim. You took it a step too far. <laughs> I? I was just trying to give my wife a compliment. <laughs> there you go. JP had to wreck it. He had to bam. I and I'm all love you, Kim, and then I oh. JP's yeah, over I, there being Friday the inappropriate. I crashed the plane. <laughs> so at a barbecue, <sighs> the way I like to set it up, right, is I like my dill relish if I'm having a regular hot dog. You don't ruin a brat with relish. No. Oh, no, no. no. The brat's a, brat's a standalone. A different it's a, ball game. And right? we do need to have a conversation with hot, dirt, hot dogs versus brats. Totally different animals. You know what I mean? Not, not figuratively. I think, they, I, I think they probably use all of the same parts of animals. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, but you know Made what I mean? a slightly a different, different beast, recipe. A different, no. Chad says but we're going to get him in trouble. Two different things. Well, he took his first oh, liberty hat off. Carla says, I'm a meal, not a snack. Uh, oh, God. That's, that's funny. Up, there we go. That right. is, that's, that's the, the quote one? of the week. Now, are young people, can they be meals or are they just snacks and cougars are meals? Oh, they do. All right. Carla, That's you're, you're hip. Carla is hip. Yeah. All right, Carla's hip. There you go. I feel like I'm, I'm in the 50s and everybody else is like George Jetson, you know? Pretty much. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> so, but at my table, when I garnish my barbecue table, I like to have peppers, sweet gherkins, because I do like a sweet pickle to eat like that, yep. an olive mixture, because I love to have olives at my barbecue table as well. I love olives all the time, anywhere, anyhow. I would eat them for breakfast. A pimento cheese dip. Oh, interesting. Oh, way good. Way, way and good. And a dip, like, what do you mean? Well, you, you Is take it a different pimento, consistency you, you, than the You add a little bit of Philadelphia there? cream cheese. To the already pimento cheese that you yeah. put on a sandwich or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And you, you, what you do is you whip that. So it's kind of a whipped pimento cheese. Whip it good. Ooh. And oh, whip yeah. it. And whip it. Devo. Yeah. yeah. Well, Try that's not what it. I was thinking. I used to think they were saying, back to the jacket. It's not too late. <laughs> Oh, I oh I get every lyric wrong on every song. I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I'm you the are my you are my wife's spirit animal. Oh, yeah. because <laughs> I, I could do an entire whip show it, it, on the song really lyrics Kathy. that my wife gets oh, wrong. Lord. Then, then you know what we need. I need to come as a you guest two on your are show long for that. Lost sisters, I, yeah. I'm telling you, I even I grew up where they had the words on the album <laughs> cover, goes, and I still I jacked them 10 up. Pounds on today's food conversation. So that would be garnished at my table. So again, I agree with with Lathan. I like to just I like to to eat a sweet pickle, not put sweet pickle relish on my hot on dog. Some, yeah. I like dill pickle relish. I'm going to put it on a hot dog. That's what I put on a hot dog. Yeah. On a hamburger, I like pickles. And so I use dill pickles on my hamburger. When I have barbecue, I take, and if, especially if it's a really good, like a spicy barbecue sauce, I sit there and I'll take, I'll get, of course, 9,000 condiments. I'm at the barbecue place and I've got a, a little side of pickles, a little side of barbecue sauce, and I'll just sit there and make a meal out of that. I dip my pickles into my barbecue sauce. Shocking. Well, and she's not lying because I've been with her to drive through in, in Chick-fil-A. Oh. And she ordered a it's bowl. It's a 10-minute ordeal. An egg bowl, right? And yeah. I think the person at the drive-thru thought I'd lost my mind and didn't believe me. I'm like, I need a strawberry jam, a grape jam. I need salsa. Yes. I need the honey mustard. I need a barbecue sauce. I need the Chick-fil-A sauce. Sour sauce. I need a Chick-fil-A sauce. I need the lime ranch <clears throat> avocado. I need the lime ranch avocado yeah. sauce. Literally at breakfast, I ordered for, all. For, for a little bowl that's like five And bites. now we're sitting in the car before we go to this meeting to eat. Yeah. And I'm literally watching her. Put on her rim all of these condiments. Put just a little, a little dip squirt here, little, of it. A little dip here. No, yep. no. Yeah, this is no joke. Now, Ann Guzman and says. it's delicious, and I love it. Brats are boiled in peppers and onion, and beer 
then grilled and garnished with the peppers and onions. Oh, now that's good. That's a good day. That That's good. You can't fight that one. That's yep. a good day. Yep, that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> Chad Green, cougars are a full dining experience. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, okay, Mr. School Board, hello. <laughs> so, as Carla McCrone says, we make Velveeta cheese dip with beauty mixed in. With what mixed in? Beauty. And let me know about that because I'm, I I'm the queso right? queen. I think I'm reading that right. Beauty, yeah, I'm reading it right. Yeah, help us up. B, um, like B-E-A-U-T-Y? Yeah, I had to make huh. sure I was spelling it right. My eyes were ball. I, yeah. Hmm. Carla, you got some explaining Help us out do. on that. Yes, yeah, send that yeah. recipe. So then. You I got some was, explaining to That's do. in the Beyond section of Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, hey. here, I'm here to buy some beauty, please. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's then right over you here. Here. Right here. Here you go. Come back here with my friend. <laughs> oh, you, need you, need to do, you need to do a thing on Bed Bath & Beyond. What You need to do that on your show. Coach Quigley says, hold before you do that, because we're staying with food here. Hellman's just introduced jalapeno mayonnaise. Now that oh, I can engage. Oh, I'll in. try because I love That's jalapeno mustard. That I can engage. In. I uh, yep. Oreo cookie mayonnaise. Oh no, hell no! Did, did what you is see? that? Yes, our I saw friend that Trevor posted that. Trevor, the only yeah. clown I've sat next to, and it and I didn't die. Um, he he had that on Facebook, and him and his fiance were both like, oh, they can't wait to try it, and I'm like. Or, first of all, I'm, I'm only a fan of the inside of Oreos. I don't like the chocolate part. Because you're a racist. Yeah, you, oh. Amen. Clearly. I, I guess so. There you go. No, you know what? I'm the person. Oh, God, my family's like, oh, just get your own box of Oreos. I'm the one that takes the Oreos, eats the inside out, puts and the puts chocolate things back here, and put them back. I've done that before. And then my family's like, okay, Mom, shut it down. Nope, shut it down. We're not, we know that you were, that's you've like, been here. That's like double dipping on steroids. <laughs> like, like it's, well, but it's, it's my degree. family. Like, and, and, I, and I also kind of, I knew they'd think it was kind of funny and kind of jacked up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which was, explains me. She Jetty. said it was brats. Velveeta oh. spell check master. Oh, okay. Okay, so there's okay. no beauty on it. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. no, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Maybe <Yeah. laughs> I have to try it. Right. I have to try it before it's a beautiful thing. All right. <laughs> so I've asked the uh, I've asked the crew vote dill or sweet yes. at your barbecue in the form of relish. Which one do you go with? I go with dill. Uh, I'm a yep. dill relish guy at yep. my barbecue. Yep. At the end of the day, yep. And Guzman says both. So there you go. There we go. All right, so Friday, stay tuned for the next food conversation because I love having food and conversations. We, we especially need to involve Miss Texas in the next food conversation. Hey, actually, like we what's need her to favorite call, Fourth of July food? We need to call my new favorite human being in the whole wide world, Dexter. No, not Dexter. Well, he, he's my well, he, second you love favorite. Him. Yeah, no, this would be. Oh, yes. Yeah, 2012, Miss Texas. Oh, JP fell in love. Now I'm she's love. married. If she ever gets unmarried, ooh, buddy. <laughs> and I'm, watch I'm out. Single, I'm yeah, JP's gonna, somebody's going to be writing up a restraining order somewhere. Right. Uh, yeah, she, she is. Yeah, listen she's a to superhero. This. She has a superhero power. Are you ready for this? During the <laughs> pandemic, she's a lawyer. During the pandemic, she became a charcuterie board master. You know those are like just certified. grown up. Those are just grown up lunchables, right? Yes, and I love that, them. Right? Okay, they yes. are. Yes, they are. But there's a line. That's fru fru lunchables, and that's the snarky parenthetical. That's the snarky parenthetical. But she's a master at it. And I'm just a baby. I want my lunchables, but do yeah. I'm telling you, JP's going to take his fancy lunchable into the cry closet. Yeah, I don't have a cry closet. Don't have one of those. Um, I do agree with you. That is kind of a cool way to look at it. It's a lunchable for adults, but it's a cool lunchable for an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I mean, good stuff. And somebody had something going on because those lunchables have stood around time. Oh so. my gosh! Exactly. Oh, so they yeah. got something going on. I, I used to buy them for my kids. All yeah. right, Judy Mark says good morning from Canada. Hello, Carla McCrone says Canada. chop your brats up and cook them in the Velveeta cheese dip with Rotel Major Com. Ooh, now that. Oh. Now that I can I do. may just be trying that over the 4th of July weekend, I think Carla. I might drop a little jalapeno in there as well. Oh, yeah. Just to give it a little fire. All right. Dip hey, it a little thanks mayo, for joining jalapeno us, man. mayo. Thanks, Lathan, for coming out and being you. with yeah, us. Yeah, you're the best, Lathan. Fighting we love you. for religious freedom. Yeah, keep us updated. Keep us updated on Christians Engage. Yep. I'm just, I mean... I, yeah. My, I, I, and you have to read it to believe it. You do. Yeah, you really it's do. It's there. Unbelievable. It's All right, there. you can see the letter at... Firstliberty.org. Where you can also donate money at, where at on the screen? <laughs> Firstliberty.org. But no, where out on the screen? <laughs> oh, on the screen, right at the top, donate. Right at the yeah. top, yeah. donate. So that's what helps keep, yeah, keep religious, religious freedom, freedom alive. here yes. in this country. Amen. And so, yeah, you tell Danae Couch-Lowe that JP is just waiting in the wings. 
<laughs> what? She's my charcuterie hero. Oh, oh just That's Susan Sayer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, all right. And hey, you know what? Uh, tune in for Friday. We'll be talking about Independence Day. Yes. What that means, what it should mean to you, and your limited freedoms if you're not careful. It's and does JP propose to the new Miss Texas? Absolutely. <laughs> if she becomes a charcuterie board master, then that then that's shut it. it down. Well, and and also we'll be announcing that we did a live remote at Miss Texas on Friday. Had a blast. Loved it. Thank you, Valerie and Susan and everybody with Miss Texas who are always so good to us. Um, JP, you know you have these directors for the different parts of the state for the different competitions. JP wants to be the director who chooses. Miss Barbecue, Texas, and then she goes to compete in the Texas Miss Texas competition Absolutely. as Miss Barbecue, and so he's got a whole whole thing yeah. planned out. So, ladies, be ready. Ms. Sign Barbecue, up. Sign up. Sign up. Competition coming to a town in Texas near you. But we're not using a rack of ribs as a scepter. No, at first we were talking about that. That's just yeah. not not so much. I mean, that's not or happening. as or as a crown. No, no. That's a little Mel Gibson. That's, that's like that's itch. like that's like Fred Flintstone. No, it's Remember a when Mel he puts Gibson that on top of the on top of the um, thing at the drive-in? Doesn't yeah, just, it's like, in the opening credits. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it. Brontosaurus ribs and the whole thing Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's more like Mel Gibson's. We're, we're all over the place dome today. That was called. Oh God, it's a good thing Lathan likes Ooh, us. Good thing Nathaniel started the music so we can get the hell out of He's here like, before we ruin it. He's like, please shut it down. All right, everybody, have Love a blessed day. Have a blessed we'll day. talk at you on the flip side. <laughs>